Quest of Bliss, a podcast about finding light in the darkness. This episode was produced by Cavi Productions. Hello and welcome back to The Conquest of Bliss. This is Kara and I am all by myself today. And part of the reason for that is because I've been wanting to do a solo episode for a while and also because the anniversary of The Conquest of Bliss is today, hopefully. (laughs) Um, I mean, it'll really depend on a lot of things, so I shouldn't say that. (laughs) But we'll see. Maybe today. Either way, it's March 8th. So that's pretty exciting stuff for me. And like I said, I have been meaning to do this for a while, and I haven't. And that begs the question, at least to me, why? Why haven't I done it? And the easy answer (laughs) is just that I've had guests and I haven't needed to. But the honest answer (laughs) is because I've been a little bit afraid. Um, Things have been challenging. They've been difficult and new for me, and... You know, (laughs) wouldn't you know it, I, you know, I'm fallible and struggle with being transparent all the time, you know, especially when it comes to showing my struggles. It's a lot easier to show the side of myself. That was my fridge. (laughs) It's a lot easier to show the side of myself that is happy, especially when I do a podcast about happiness. But realistically, happiness is not as much a permanent state of bliss and joy as it is, you know, an intermittent thing that, you know, you can still find the joy in. Gosh, you can find a lot of joy even when things are difficult. So to clarify what I mean as far as new and stuff like that goes, um, if you caught the episode with Matt, that is my boyfriend. Uh, We started dating in September, uh, very early September. And we've been friends for much longer than that, a few years, a couple years. I don't know exactly, but, um, and things are just perfect, really. Like, he's, he's just the perfect guy for me. He's silly, and he's funny, and he's strong, and most importantly, he's very patient with my growth and my changes and the things that... I find challenging, you know, he doesn't expect me to be perfect all the time and he's not afraid to help me see, you know, when I'm doing things that hurt myself. Um, But (laughs) I've never been in a relationship that was healthy before and it's an adjustment, it's an adjustment and it's so frustrating because it's like, it feels like, like it feels like when things are good, they should just be good. And you should just be able to jump right in with both feet. And things are good now, you know, but but that's not how it works. My, uh, my dang brain is constantly on the lookout for things going wrong. Um, My abandonment issues have kicked up their, their ugly faces quite a few times. And And, you know, we just process them together, mostly. Um, You know, I process them with friends as well and, you know, try to find grounding. Um, Specific shout out to uh, Alicia for listening to me (laughs) ramble about a lot of things a lot of times. And, yeah, like, it's just, it's very interesting. It's very interesting to see how 
how all of this is is playing out and how it's being processed. But one of the particular challenges that I'm noticing that I wouldn't even be able to address if I weren't in a position of caring for someone is exactly that. Um, my desire, which you know, quickly turns into a self-imposed obligation to take care of my partner or, you know, um, like with Oscar, there was only so much I could do, but with Oscar, um, I had it to a lesser degree. So what I mean is like, you know, um, I have health issues as a lot of people know. And if you don't, I do, um, some pretty serious health issues as far as uh, chronic pain go and, uh, chronic exhaustion and fatigue. I just like, even though I <laughs> expend a lot of energy just existing because I'm a big energy kind of person, um, I have pretty finite levels of energy that I seem to be able to use. Um, it's uh, I've got fibromyalgia in sarcoidosis, so um, I don't know <laughs> which one causes the exhaustion, but you know there are there are days oh, between the two um, of the main symptoms, pain and exhaustion. There are a lot of days where it becomes virtually impossible to do much beyond surviving and taking care of basic needs, you know, for at the time Oscar, uh, now hopefully, uh, well not hopefully, now Fergus, who is the new kitty in the house. He's adorable. He's five months old. Anyways, um, what I'm getting at is that in my previous life as I, you know, I could really work with the ebb and flow of my health issues. You know, if they kept me up all night, it didn't matter. I could sleep in most of the day, most of the time. Um, it's the reason I'm on disability is because my health problems really create a need for flexibility in my in my schedule and in the way that I operate. Because uh, there are days where, you know, like I'm not going to be cooking I'm not going to be doing much um, except surviving until, you know, late at night or my place might get a little messy or, you know, there's there's just a whole bunch of things. You know, uh, I might be behind on laundry and just like not wear, you know, <clears throat> pants all day <laughs> um, or things like that. Um, that's a weird example. But my point is that now I'm with someone who, you know, does have a schedule um, he works, you know, a nine-to-five type job uh, as a carpenter, so not nine-to-five, but um, he works a regularly scheduled job, and he therefore has to schedule his life accordingly, and I've put it on myself. He hasn't put it on me <clears throat> to want to take care of everything and fix everything and make sure that everything is perfect, you know, and, and because I love him, it's more than just wanting him to survive, too. Like, I want to make sure that the house is clean and there's not dishes to do, and I want to make sure that he's fed at a reasonable time and that the grocery shopping is done properly, and, 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 and. Uh, and what is interesting is, like, I can't do that. <laughs> I can't, I can't do everything. And he's been really good about it. He, uh... He'll do the dishes or he'll make food and he, you know, will demand that I stay sitting and he'll take care of everything. And that's like super hard for me to to deal with because like I didn't realize that it was still so deeply ingrained in me 
that I need to take care of it, that that's my role if I'm with someone, is that I need to take care of them, you know, and make sure that they are, like, fully taken care of. And he said to me the other day, he's like, you know, I used to cook for myself before you and I started dating. And I'm like, yeah, like, I know that. But anyways, so so that's one thing that uh, that I've been processing and dealing with. I'm sure that... I'm not alone in that. I'm sure that other people have kind of come into that before and been like, oh, I have to find a way to allow them to take care of me too. And so that's one thing that's fairly new. Um, I mentioned Fergus. He's adorable and I love him. Um, He looks a lot like Oscar, but that wasn't on purpose. We did not get to choose which cat we adopted. Um, We put in an application and he was chosen for us. And uh, his temperament is surprisingly similar to Oscar's, but not quite the same. So that's cool. Um, We both love him very much. Uh, There's a lot of other cool stuff, you know, that's been going on in my life. I finished um, an animation commission that uh, was brought to me shortly after this time last year, actually. And it's a very, very cool commission um, that I did for Butte Street. Um, it's a band and it's about the opioid crisis. It's a video for their song Fentanyl. And it was really, honestly, it was really difficult and incredible and, and powerful. Like the message that the band is sending, in my opinion, is really powerful. And I was really happy to be a part of that. Um, but it also taught me stuff about myself. Um, back to the taking on too much thing and slowly learning (laughs) learning to de-stress and give myself a break my doctor actually recently like yesterday told me that you know if I want my health to improve because it's been getting worse um is I need to learn to take a step back and and de-stress he didn't mention not not that this means that he approves but he didn't mention the cigarettes he didn't mention you know um my Red Bull addiction he specifically like and we even talked about the Red Bull addiction And he specifically said, no, what you need to do is de-stress. You need to remove some stress from your life and, and go from there. He said, that's what's, that's going to be the biggest factor in both my pain and some other health goals that, that I have. So yeah, so that was, that was cool. Um, I feel like I'm breathing really, really loud, (laughs) but like I said, I've been having health issues as well. So that's not overly surprising because my health issues, um, some of them, occur in my lungs. So, uh, yeah. And so, like I said, um, Fergus is exciting. Oh, I lost my train of thought. I hate that. But either way, moral of the story is, oh, the animation. (laughs) I was going to say, moral of the story is I need to de-stress. And the animation was a really interesting, it was a really interesting thing for me because I love animating. I loved the message of what they were doing. And I, I loved the process of it. But I found myself really, really struggling with the long-term commitment projects thing. And I'm like a commitment type person. I love, I love commitments. I love making them and keeping them and feeling like I'm a part of something bigger. But I've been <laughs> having to wrestle with the fact that my health and the rate of change that happens in my life, I've, I've always been someone who's seemed to have leapt in and out of chapters with very little advanced notice. Um, 
as far as like where I live and, and certain life situations, right? And so I realized that, you know, making a commitment to do a single project over the course of a whole year where, you know, like I am providing one product to someone over the course of, well, not a whole year, but nearly a year, it was, it's, it's not really viable in my situation, um, at least at this point. And I need to do a lot more reflecting, a lot more looking at it, but the amount of stress it put on me because of the number of factors that were outside of my control. So some factors were inside of my control um, as far as, you know, uh, dating Matt and things like that and, and just like the time consumption and everything that comes with that. But the big thing is my health. Like I was going back to is, you know, my health really does prevent me from knowing what my next month will look like, knowing what my next week will look like. Um, I've been hosp- not hospitalized, but I've been um, like, you know, uh, like I, when I used to work a regular job, pulled from work for like a month and, and doing tests and stuff like that. And it's looking like I might be, you know, um, needing to do some more tests in the near future. Medically speaking, I'm being reconnected with my rheumatologist and stuff like that. So like um, what I'm getting at is that I don't I don't get that. I don't get to be as reliable as I'd like to be. My health issues really do prevent that. I don't know, you know, if one day I'll be able to, you know, walk around and do things all day or use my arms to any great extent. Like there's all sorts of different things that just go sideways. And talking about that's something that's really hard for me. Uh, I don't like to admit my vulnerabilities and my weaknesses and my challenges very much, like most people. Um, but doing that animation and eventually finishing it, um, like I'm glad that I finished it and I'm proud that I'm finished it, but I realized that the cost to, to my emotional energy and my mental energy and all of that was, was much greater than I initially thought. And the reason for that, like I said, is because in order to get it done, um, within the time frame that I was given, I needed to be able to put X amount of hours per week and I couldn't do that. So near the end, you know, wanting to get it done, I ended up spending a lot more time than I could really afford to and my house became even more disastrous and all sorts of other cascading effects. And this is in no way the fault of um, the people I did the video for. Again, loved doing the video. I was just so honored to be a part of something so important and as a lot of people know close to my own story and close to my heart um and I'm really happy with how the video turned out I am happy for the experience but I I learned from it as well that that it'll be probably the last animation commission I do for quite some time if at all and if I do take on other projects they'll need to be smaller this video when it was done is around four minutes and 14 seconds, I think. So I think it's like 25, I don't know, somewhere between 2,500 and 3,000 frames, I think. Um, Anyways, none of that really matters too, too much. My point is that that's something else that I learned about myself is, you know, I'm kind of of grieving and, and I'm grieving that, that sense of reliability, that trust that my body will 
be able to handle things the same way it does today as it as it will like like next week the same way it does the the way that my body the trust that my body will be able to consistently handle things if I can handle it today I should be able to handle it next week and the just the kind of the trust in in what my life will look like you know the uh yeah so so I mean I'm I'm kind of craving that and at the same time I'm relieved to see it I'm relieved to understand or at least to feel like I understand what it is that was going on there because I couldn't figure it out I was like I love doing the animation I, um, you know, a lot of people said to me, well, you know, the people always say that when you, when you do for work what you love to do, then it loses its charm. But I was like, yeah, I mean, yeah, but I do the logo work, which is the same type of work, the drawing, and I don't dislike that. And so I knew that that wasn't quite it. And, and so I explored and, and tried to look deep down and figure out what it was. And, and that's, that's where I've landed, and I'm, I'm relieved to comfortably land there because the solution then is to, for now, not take on long-term commitments like that where there are large-scale projects. You know, and I mean, I feel like the podcast is a little bit different because it's one project at a time. You know, it's it's not a year-long project that's, that's one product at the end. Um, so... Yeah, so the, <laughs> these are the things, the reflections on this year. Um, I've continued to learn more about boundaries and expectations. I uh, made a friend a while back before Matt and I started dating last year. And we grew really, really close really quickly. And I appreciate that time and the things that I learned in that time. And then that friend pulled away really, really quickly, just as quickly as we'd grown close. And, and then, uh, and then they reacted to me asking for, uh, for information on something really, really poorly. And I remember feeling shocked and and really, really sad. And, and that was an interesting thing because I think I just learned that we're all, you know, not learned, I guess it was reinforced that we're all living in different realities. You know, I was so surprised when uh, when this friend of mine pulled away, especially because they pulled away without saying that's what they were doing specifically. And, and we had, you know, built a relationship where we'd been really specific with each other. So I took, um, I took him at his word and uh, yeah. And then he, he pulled away and then, and then what felt like lashed out at me and it was, it was surprising. Um, but Ultimately, I'm glad that things went that way because I learned a lot, as I as I always do when I have these flash friendships that happen super super quickly, um, and then burn out like <laughs> like a shooting star. Um, I learned a lot, and I feel like I learned exactly what I needed to uh, see Matt, you know, and and understand what was happening there. Because during this friendship, it was the same the same time period that I was falling in love with Matt, and we were skydiving and everything else. Uh, not skydiving, sorry, sorry, bungee jumping. I always say skydiving because that's what we want to do next. But yeah, so it was a uh, it was really a blessing in disguise. Because then you know Matt and I talked about that friendship and how confusing it was for me, and he comforted me and. And I just, I just understood all of a sudden. And, and that was a cool thing, but it all happened pretty quick. 
and and then that that brought us here and and here we are now it just feels like feels like we've always been together i've never experienced anything that was quite like this and it's intoxicating and challenging at times i mean i definitely have my moments where i feel like like i i remember this one time um i was really upset about something i have no idea what it was anymore and i remember matt he's so cool right he's so chill he's like he's the chillest um he's so like just chill about everything and he's understanding and loving and I remember I just wanted him to react and I said something and I don't remember what it was, but it was some dumb thing about how I'll just do it myself or some shit like that. And uh, and and then he, he got upset and then as soon as he got upset, I realized that I'd absolutely done that on purpose by accident. I don't know if that makes sense, but like I didn't realize what I was doing, but it was clearly what I was doing. And I apologized to him and stuff like that and... And stuff, and yeah, like it's it's interesting because these old habits sometimes want to peek their way through. But thankfully, so far, you know, um, we've been very very quick to apologize when we do things that hurt the other, and you know, um, try to be patient. And I mean, I think the big thing in any relationship, uh, regardless if it's a friendship or or an, a romantic relationship, I think the best thing that we give each other is the benefit of the doubt. You know, when when something comes out and it could sound bad, giving each other the benefit of the doubt and understanding that it's it's not like that, right? Because any one thing can be interpreted a thousand ways. And so that's, I think, the the biggest blessing that we have in our relationship right now is that it's, it's I mean, it's a little different than trust, a little, a little beyond trust. It's more just the assumption that the other person means well means good things in uh, in the relationship and in life. Um, now, of course, giving the benefit of the doubt to the wrong people can be dangerous, so I'm not necessarily suggesting that across the board. I just think that if you're in a situation where you're able to do that, that's going to fruit really good results. Um, I've been rambling now for 22 minutes and 9 seconds, and uh, yeah, I mean, moral of the story is Life can be super, super hard, but sometimes the hardest things are the most worthwhile. You know, sometimes fights are are what get you. Like when I say fight, I don't mean like fights with other people, but like the 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 battle within yourself, the the challenging, getting through the the difficulties are just you know the nicest thing. The the ego death that's a big one for me. Um, you know, realizing that <laughs> so many of my problems are caused by my ego, my trying to win at different things. And, and when I can let that go, it just goes really, really far. You know, um, one thing that's been playing in my head a lot the last couple of days since my doctor told me that I need to reduce stress and I'm trying to take him seriously is nature never rushes and, and things always get done. And I, uh, I first heard that, I think, from, from Becca Switzer. She was on my podcast once. I don't know if she said it on my podcast or I heard it somewhere else, but um, like heard her say it somewhere else. I know it's not her quote, but that's just where I heard it. Um, but uh, that's something that like I'm trying to keep in mind. I'm trying to go, it'll get done. It's going to be okay. You know, 
maybe right now all I need to do is survive or maybe I'll get things accomplished and and either way it's going to be all right but uh yeah so I mean I feel like that's pretty much where I'm at sorry about all the plosives in here um uh, I haven't recorded on my own for a while so it's a bit challenging anyways um okay so I'm gonna call it <laughs> and uh so all right guys I love you bye Thank you.